Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome to the Secrets of a Witch podcast with me, Sabrina Scott. It is a rainy moment here in Toronto. It's been raining for a few days and it's got me all cozy. And I hope you guys are all doing awesome wherever you happen to be in the world, whatever the weather is i think here the april showers have continued into may so yeah speaking of may magic may is going super good so far i think we've got 36 people on board the conversation is so interesting and cool and everyone is just fucking awesome So if you would like to join us, I would love that. You'll be able to join all month. You'll be able to see all of my prompts and invitations to participate all month, no matter when you join. But as we all know, there is something really fun and special about joining early on, right? So if you want to do that, join us. 47 bucks, cheapest thing I have ever released in my life other than my books. Jump on in. Um, how do you do that? You go to sabrinamscott.com slash magicmay. And when you check out, you will see a link to join us automatically. So you'll be able to start jumping in immediately. And it will be so fun. Hope to see you there. <sighs> okay, so let's get into today's topic. So I actually wanted to riff a little bit on... One of the big things I talked about in the recession era witchcraft masterclass, which I taught on Sunday for three hours. And if you do want to grab that in full, you can do so at sabrinamscott.com slash recession to get instant access to view that on demand. It is honestly so good. So Go jump into that and check it out when you get the opportunity. If you've purchased it but weren't able to make it live, go check it out. And if you like what I'm talking about today, you want to learn more about it, feel free. It is there for you, sabrinamscott.com slash recession. So guess what we're talking about today? We are talking about budget witchcraft and why it is cool. (laughs) So obviously, you know, I've spent different amounts of money on my witchy tools at different times in my life. And even now, like sometimes I will buy a $500 statue, which I have on my altar and I'm staring at right now. And at the beginning of my practice, I like my first statue of Santa Muerte was probably like $15 at a botanica in Brooklyn, New York, and both of those are on my altar right now. I'm looking at both of them right now. I remember when my Santa Morte altar was just that one tiny little Santa Morte statue that cost 15 bucks. And now, let me see, let me count how many statues of her I have. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine statues of her that I have built up over the past oh god 15 years at least it sounds about right 15 years of working with her and I've got I think three statues of Saint Lucy who I also work with and so and I also have some cute images like printout images of of her as a saint look pretty cool and like a little rosary of eyeballs since she is known to be associated with the eyes for various reasons that I won't get into 
But all of this to say, we all start somewhere with our practice. And the spirits, the gods, the goddesses, the saints, our ancestors, I think they're okay with that. You know, whether we are spending a bazillion dollars on a giant statue. And honestly, I would love to have like a human-sized statue of Santa Muerte one day. I think that'd be so cool. Whether it's that, or whether it's a teeny tiny statue, or whether it's, as I suggested in Recession Era Witchcraft, a printout of the divine or the saint or whatever it is that you want to connect with. Because I know that some of you guys might not be in a financial position to be, you know, buying statues just yet. Or maybe you're just trying out a relationship with a saint or a deity and you don't know if you guys are going to be good enough friends yet. You know what I mean? Uh, To want to continue to invest in that relationship. It's like early dating. You don't necessarily know if you want to go all in with someone yet or not, right? And it's the same thing with working with spiritual beings. So some folks might wonder, like, oh, God, will the spirits, etc., give a shit if my spiritual tools are really budget and will my magic not work if my tools are budget? And I think the answer is the spirits don't really care that much as long as you're able to do within your means. Like, if you're making a bazillion trillion dollars and you don't get them anything, I think they'll probably be like, dude, like, what? <laughs> what you doing, man? Like, come on here. I've been helping you out. Why? Why? <laughs> But I think, generally speaking, they're down with whatever is workable for you as long as you're sincere. And I think the, th- the same thing is true with magic, right? Like, which is why, yes, yeah, sometimes I do like to buy expensive candles that are like 30 or 40 bucks. But most of the candles that I do magic with are not those. Most of the candles I do magic with cost between 10 and like, I don't know, 10 and $12, 10 and $15, something like that. Sometimes I even work with tea lights. And I think what really matters is our intention, the fact that we're bringing together all these different objects to work with, to collaborate with, to do magic with, right? I'm just like stifling a yawn. <laughs> Still tired. But what matters is our intention, our ability to connect with energy, our ability to harness energy, our ability to direct energy. And we can do that with the most barest bones of materials. We can do that with the spices that we use in our food. We can do that with, you know, an old sock, you know, made into a sachet. We can sprinkle some herbs into our sock or our bag. And I'm not going to give away all of the techniques and tips that I talk about in Recession Era Witchcraft because I do want to leave that as a sacred offering for people who did invest in purchasing that masterclass. So I don't want to give everything away for free. Obviously, we can't do that. But what I want to talk about is that it's okay to use and work with materials that are budget, right? And I've heard a lot of people be like, no, you must only do magic with like a hundred dollar beeswax candles. And, you know, you are whatever, whatever. If you don't, and it's like, well, no, I don't think it's that, that black and white. And don't get me wrong. I love beeswax. I think it's beautiful. But as I talk about in my magic without bullshit, gigantic online course, which if you're curious about, feel free to send me a note about it where I do talk about all the different types of candles and wicks and waxes and all of that, beeswax is a very different vibe. 
And so there's going to be different reasons that we might work with beeswax than we might work with a tea light. And some of those reasons might be affordability. It might be budget. It might also be how quickly does something burn? It might also be, is there residue left behind of the candle? Like, do we want there to be? Beeswax candles tend to burn really crisply. And we don't always want that, you know? They also tend to burn kind of slow. We don't always want that either. And so, you know, there's so many different reasons why we can work with different materials. And if budget is a big constraint, I just want to remind everyone that your spirits, your spirit team, etc., will not be mad at you if you are working with materials that are a bit less expensive that are not organic, that, you know, are mass produced, that you buy from Walmart, like, that's okay, I use candles from Walmart too sometimes, like, whatever, my magic still works. I do think it is okay to work with materials that you can afford, and that fit within your budget, and that feel good to you. Sometimes we can splurge, I totally splurge sometimes, sometimes maybe I splurge a little bit too much, but as long as what we're doing feels right to us, feels aligned, and our offerings to our spirits, our offerings to the universe, as long as our intentions are crystal clear and our magic feels potent and spicy and bold as we are lighting that candle, as we are putting our vibes through our hands into the candle, I think our magic will be just fine. And, you know, sometimes we got to improvise. And historically, magic has always been about that, right? Like improvising, working with materials in ways that are a bit creative and unique and just different. That's okay. Like, that's cool. Like, I remember when I was a kid, I used to experiment with all different sorts of stuff in my paintings. I would use nail polish. I would use makeup. In my paintings, I would use wax, I would use salt on the paintings. And even the cover of my book, Witch Body, I used salt in that painting. Believe it or not, and some of the other pages in that book too. And so can you apply that to your magic? Can you be creative? And maybe the creativity comes from financial constraint. You know? But that can be really beautiful. And creativity can connect us with our subconscious, with our intuition, with innovation. And so why not work with this moment as an opportunity to not get depressed about whatever your financial situation happens to be if you are struggling, but to have gratitude for all that you have and to work with this as an opportunity to be creative, to be scrappy, to be innovative, to try new stuff, to work with new materials that you maybe haven't worked with before, you know, to clean out your cabinets, to clean out your whatever, all these different corners of your apartment and be like, oh yeah, there's that sock or, or like, oh yeah, here's that sweater that I will never wear again. I'm going to cut that up and make that into something magical. Like, why not? Maybe I'll use it as an altar cloth. Like, who knows? You can put candles on top of it. I don't know. Like, be crafty. We can reuse, recycle materials that we have in our home instead of throwing them out. And we can also use cheap materials if we want to. If that is what is within your budget, your magic will still work. The vibes are what is the most important thing. Obviously, the materials do matter, but the vibes and the intention also matter. 
Okay, friends. So that is my quick and breezy, breezy, breezy episode for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it, each and every one of you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with a friend. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a five-star review. I would really appreciate that. It really means the world. It helps the podcast get boosted on that big bad algorithm on our old friend, the interwebs. Oh yeah, and if you guys haven't listened or watched the YouTube uh, tarot vibe check for this week, you're going to want to do that. I re-listened to it again today, and I'll probably re-listen to it again most days this week just to keep myself focused because it is a lot. You can do that at uh, youtube.com slash Sabrina Scott. Just click live, and it'll be the most recent video. All right, friends, and the offerings that I mentioned in today's episode are, of course, Magic May. You can join us instantly at sabrinamscott.com slash magicmay for 31 days of cool, fun prompts and activities and fun times. It's like the most fun group chat ever. Basically, everyone is like so badass. And of course, Recession Era Witchcraft, three-hour masterclass on how to do magic to survive and thrive in this fucking weirdo moment where everyone is struggling and inflation's a thing and everything is just bonkers. You can check that out at sabrinamscott.com slash recession. It's only $97, like way cheaper than my masterclasses are usually. They're usually $250. The price will be going up next week. So if you want to jump on that, I would definitely get to it ASAP. And I did mention uh, Magic Without Bullshit. If you're interested in a sneaky join link for that, because we're not launching that till the end of May, most likely, you can just sneak in if you want. CEO at sabrinamscott.com. Feel free to say hi. Let me know that why you're interested in joining us, because I think, uh, yeah, match. There's Magic May, but there's also Magic Without Bullshit. And oh my god, I'm just like, my voice is slipping. So I'm like sneakily, unintentionally revealing my later plans. So I'll just tell you. At the end of May, I will be launching the group coaching component of Magic Without Bullshit. So stay tuned if you want to be involved in the group coaching. But if you get the sneaky link, sneaky, sneaky, because it's not live right now, to join sooner rather than later you can still get access to the group component which will be coming later i'm just so excited about this so it just burst out of my mouth without me intending to so there you go spoiler alert anywho thank you so much for listening much love to each and every one of you i hope may has kicked off to a good start bye guys